Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Jericho Force Podcast, where we learn how to integrate faith into the work that we do. Don't conform to the world's way of doing business. Transform by doing business God's way. Here's our host, my husband, author, speaker, teacher, encourager, and stewardship coach, Jason Davis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jason Davis, a.k.a. Mr. Fortify, and welcome to another episode of the Jericho Force podcast. And here on the Jericho Force podcast, we talk about how we integrate faith into the work that we do, how we live out our faith in the marketplace. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm really excited because I've got a friend of mine on and we 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 go back as the people say we go way back but before i bring her on let me introduce her to you as the first in her immediate family to attend college renee whaley is a 1998 graduate of the university of south carolina and later received her mba in 2009 from argosy university as a financial coach and a Ramsey Solutions Financial Master Coach, Whaley specializes in sharing the message that budgeting and debt management are the keys to a life of financial freedom. Financial management has long been a passion of Whaley's as she worked her way through college at the University of South Carolina. Renee never had a student loan. Whaley's mother taught her three children that frivolous spending was not the way. And more importantly, God was the provider. She instilled in her children that they should owe no man, as stated in the Bible. Whaley further emphasizes to her clients Proverbs 13.22, which states in part, A good man leaves an inheritance to your children's children. Whaley found herself in $75,000 worth of debt, but in three years, three years, y'all, paid off every penny of it. Shortly thereafter, Whaley did the unthinkable and paid off her mortgage at the age of 44. Come on now. Whaley has been happily married to Norman Whaley Jr., an art educator for the Atlanta public school system for 20 years. Norman and Renee are the parents to two boys, Judah and Jonah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Renee Whaley to the Jericho Force podcast. 
What is going on, Renee? Hey, Jason. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Absolutely. I was looking forward to this one, Renee. (laughs) (laughs) I was, too. I was, too. This is really exciting for me. Like you said, we go way back and just being over here on here and just sharing a message and my story. um, I'm just elated to be here tonight. Absolutely. Well, Renee, let's go ahead and get into it. Renee, as people hear what's written in your bio, we know that you didn't just all of the sudden get to where you are today. So give the listeners uh, just a little bit of uh, your professional background and what got you to this point. Um, Professionally, um, I, um, gosh, I've been in the IT industry for um, now over 20 years. Um, Started, gosh, I think doing help desk (laughs) and moved on to desktop support from there and to just um, managing a particular app and then managing that team and then uh, moving over into some more agile um, roles. Um, But as far as the, uh, my financial coach piece, um, I have been um, running uh, my business, which is Financial Fortitude LLC for about um, five or six years now. And um, I started that journey after I had um, really got really engaged in um, Ramsey's um, um, Financial Peace University course. And um, it just kind of lit a fire. And um, from there, I went on to really kind of dive deep into, you know, trying to get rid of the debt that I had. Never liked it, um, but, you know, I had it just like most everybody else. And so... Um, so now, now I'm here, um, trying to share that message, um, with others that, you know, I'm not any spectacular being or had anything special, didn't have an inheritance or anything like that to happen, to help me propel me, um, to where I am now. Um, and I want others to know that they can do the same thing. Absolutely. Renee, when, you're the type of person, when I hear you speak, you speak with conviction. So, folks, I don't know if you, you heard that in her voice. We're, we're going to come back to some of that a little bit later. But, Renee, one of the things that comes to mind that I always love about people's professional background is, Renee, people work in all different kinds of industries. And so, you know, having the analytical background that IT and technology brings and then as you stated you know after you got exposed to some of the financial principles of uh, of Dave Ramsey and his seven baby steps and I share that with you because I'm also a Ramsey uh, master financial coach uh, but talk about Renee how sometimes you might not understand how skill sets, passions, and gifts come together. So what what would you say to somebody out in the marketplace that kind of like you, they have these different experiences and then they kind of start going in another direction? Talk to us a little bit about that. Because some folks, Renee, they go, what in the world? How does IT meet finance? How does that happen? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, 
IT, like you said, is is a is a area where you kind of have to be analytical. You have to be forward thinking um, in IT. You know what happens if we don't do this? Will this system fail? Will this blow up? So you have to always think ahead. So I think that's how IT and um, my background as a financial coach kind of mixed. Where um, I am always and always I've always been forward thinking, right? So. Um, that, you know, when I kind of got a little bit older, started thinking about building a family and all of that, I used, I would always, you know, wonder, you know, what what does my future look like? You know, what, what will God have me to do? And so what I um, did is I just started kind of like number crunching, like from the moment I thought that I was going to um, have um, a kid, um, I started researching um like daycare costs. I mean, this is years before I had a kid, but I knew eventually <laughs> I would, right? right? So I would go out and start researching how much a daycare costs. And I remember I used to tell my friends, they used to be like, well, when are you and Norman going to have kids? And I used to say, well, we have enough money saved to pay for a full year of daycare costs. Mm. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because I'm always thinking ahead and I'm thinking forward. So with that, um, I'm the same way or have been the same way um, with my finances. Um, I can remember being um, straight out of college and saying, you know what, I want to make enough money where um, I don't have to work a full month in order to pay my rent. Mm. You know, I want to have that money left over. So I used to split my, my rent like in half. Like if my rent was $600 a month, one pay period, I would take 300 The next pay period, I would take 300 so um, I'm always trying to figure those things out and analyze things. Even um, when Norm and I got married, I had a spreadsheet for all of the wedding costs, how much the dress was going to be, um, how much was the, you know, how much were we going to pay the lady that was going to bake the cake and decorate the cake, how much were we going to pay everybody. And I had it all broken down in a spreadsheet, and I literally had the due dates next to each one because I said to myself and I promised myself, after this wedding, I will not have a bill. Mm. <laughs> wow. I will not go into debt because I've gotten married. So um, just all, I've always been that way, Jason, just always thinking ahead. And I think with my background in IT, um, it just kind of meshes together, right? It goes together, being mm -hmm. analytical, thinking through things, you know, putting these spreadsheets together, <laughs> um, trying to make sure that, you know what, when this is all said and done, after we walk down the aisle, we're not coming back to this. Mm -hmm. wow. Say, okay, you know, how are we going to pay this off or pay that off? No, we're going to do this now <laughs> through the process. Mm, that's huge. That is huge. <laughs> yeah. That's huge, Renee. You know, Renee, now you're the name of your business, Financial Fortitude. Tell us where that name came from. I've got a good idea, but for the listeners, <laughs> talk to us. What's the significance of that name? Because you know just from the naming of children and, and how we move throughout society, but when you're naming a, a business entity, that's a big deal, too. So what what factored into you naming the business that? Um, I wanted a name where just at the sound of the name, people could feel 
confident. Mm. Um, they can feel like they had um, a level of protection. Um, even my, my logo is like a shield um, mm. with the F, the big F and the small F inside. Okay. Um, I, I wanted I wanted that like a shield, like a something that screamed protection, something wow. that uh, screamed, um, you can do this, and I, and I can show you how to do this. So um, I knew the word financial will, of, of course, be there, right? Because that's kind of the gist of the business um, dealing with, you know, people in financial situation with their financial situations. And fortitude was to kind of seal the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Fortitude to me means, you know, you're sealing the deal. This is um, what it is. I stand firmly on this and nobody can't, can't shake me. Mm. Folks, yeah. she hasn't even begun preaching yet. That's just her being descriptive. <laughs> she hadn't even gotten started yet. <laughs> so, and that's powerful, Renee. The shield with the the logo and yeah i love what you said you wanted people to feel confident because renee honestly you and you know the data like i do around a lot of the financial statistics out there there's a lot of people uh unsure or not confident in what they're doing with their finances or maybe they are confident but they're going down a rabbit hole that maybe perhaps they shouldn't be going down so i love the marketplace value of what your, your brand about what that means. You want people to be confident in what they're doing and, and shield, you know, talking about protection. I love that. Like I said, folks, she just, she hadn't even gotten started yet. So <laughs> Renee, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already getting excited. You know, Renee, I don't know. Um, I don't know a kingdom business owner that has a story where their personal testimony hasn't played a, a factor. You know, we there's everything that you do with customers. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about your book and, and the different speaking engagements that you have. But mm-hmm. talk to us about the role that, that faith in the Lord has played uh, with your personal testimony bringing you to where you are today. Yeah, so um, I, I like so I grew up um, in a uh, a very religious um, household um, with my mom, and um, and and I was in a low income area. So you kind of thinking, okay, so she has this this great faith um, in God, but we're 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 struggling financially, right? Mm. And um, so so why why does this have to be right? So um, you start thinking through this, and you're, you, you 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 come to the conclusion, um, you know, like like mom always says, you don't question God, right? So you just like, okay, we can accept this. It's not like we're we're on the streets, right? We have some place to to um, stay. Like I've never encountered. Now we even though we lived um, very low low income level low income areas. Of, of Columbia, that's where I'm from, Columbia, South Carolina. Even though we we lived um, in those areas, there was never, never a day that we slept without lights, without heat, without you know um, the things that we we, we needed. Um, so for me, it was um, just just growing up in a religious household. When I say religious, where 
um, you know, every we were we were the kids that were at church every week, week not just every Sunday, but every week, several times a week. Um, Sundays was a long day. Right? <laughs> we started at Sunday school. <laughs> Three hour services, right, Renee? <laughs> yes. You started at Sunday school, then eleven o'clock service, then. 3 o'clock service and 7 o'clock, well, on the 5 o'clock service and then 7 o'clock service. So we were at church, like, all day um, on Sunday. But, you know, as an adult, I, I can I can look back and I can appreciate that because that kind of kept, that kept um, us grounded. But um, I attribute all of my accomplishments and my accolades um, to God. Um, I attribute all of that to him, um, you know, even getting through college and getting, you know, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. Um, anybody that's been in school um, knows that there is at some point a struggle in your studies where you have to rely on something greater than just your knowledge or, or what's in the, you know, in the books or whatever. You have to um, stay in constant prayer. And so uh, I attribute um, all of my success, all praises, uh, for where I am to God. Um, also, you can you even read in my bio where Mom taught us you don't you don't owe anybody. Now we we were low income, but we weren't in debt, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't think about that you know until I was an adult and I started kind of deep diving into what I do now. We were we were low income, but we were not in debt. We didn't have the best of clothes and shoes and all that, but we were not in debt. So mom was very um, um, integral in making sure that we knew that we're not supposed to owe people. You know, you don't you don't um, take out these loans and stuff and, and not be able to um, pay people back, but it, it just, it's better just not to even take the loan out. So um, that's kind of where I I think um, I got this drive about applying for scholarships. Mm. You know, I, I graduated college um, totally debt-free. Every single semester, I would win at least five scholarships um, because in my mind, it was you can't do a student loan. You can't take out a student loan because if you do a student loan, you got to pay it all back. So don't do that. Don't go that route, Renee. Don't 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 get the student loan. Even when I wasn't a hundred percent certain if I would win all the scholarships, um, I went ahead and applied for student loans anyway. Received the loan and just sent the check back to the company. Like yeah, like you know, I'm saying y'all not gonna get me. <laughs> and 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 you know, and I I, I attribute all of that. Um, to God, and, you know, a lot of people say you're so smart or, you know, you are just such a success, you've done this, you've done that, but none of it could I have done without at first engaging in a, a relationship with God. So um, I think that is how it, it all mixes. And then it's just so many things in the Bible that relates to what I'm already doing. You know, like you stated in the bias, you leave an inheritance to your children's children. Um, there are scriptures about, uh, you know, how can you build this tower without first counting up the cost? Mm-hmm. Um, the story of the talents, you know, they they got these talents, they went off. So the one guy was, was, um, was what's the word I want to use? 
um, was frowned down upon by Jesus mm-hmm. because he didn't make the talents increase. You know, so it's just a lot of um, different stories in the Bible too that relates to what I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And and, and of utmost, um, my goal is just to help others, help others in my community uh, to do what I've done and to show them that it's possible. My goodness. Folks, she's starting to get warmed up a little bit. I don't know if you heard any of that in there. She started <laughs> dropping scripture, and she came with the talents, and oh, no, man, anything. And, and, and shout out to just a praying mother, my God. You know, I think about um, just the role that uh, that parents have in general, but, man, when, when you have mom really instilling values like that, look at the legacy that lives through you and your siblings and then even to your own uh, children, Renee, that you and, and your husband are, are carrying on. So what a, what a legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, Renee, as we, it's a perfect segue because you talked about scholarships. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the coaching, your book, and the speaking. But, Renee, over the years, you have really thrived and excelled at really helping people and helping kids, more specifically, coming out of high school, not go to college, like going to college without loans. And I can just recall different conversations we had over the years. So what really caused that aspect of your expertise to take off where people knew your financial coach and they could talk to you about budgeting and saving but then this scholarship thing renee it was like whoa wow renee knows where the money's at you know so tell us <laughs> tell us about that as, as jerry mcguire would say renee show us the money show me the money right, <laughs> right. where the money resides <laughs> yeah so with the scholarship, first, this is interesting. So with my business and helping individuals come up with strategies to get themselves out of debt, what I noticed with the majority of my clients is that most of their debt, excluding their mortgage, most of their debt was student loan debt. Mm. And so I was thinking, you know, I can help these people. Well, I probably can't help them. Maybe a little late now to help them with the student loan debt. But I can certainly help empower their kids, their children, um, so that their kids won't go down the same road that they're going down. Um, and we all know friends, family, individuals um, that are are still paying back student loans. Um, you know, I graduated in 1998. People I went to school with back in 1998 are still paying off student loans. Um, people are paying 30, 40 years, they're paying student loans. And um, I think it's because, well, let's say this, I know it's because um, someone has told them that student loan debt is quote-unquote good debt, Mm. right? Like, oh, this is a debt you can take on because you're doing something good. You're going to school. Uh, And I don't don't, um, prescribe to that, that, you know, um, it's good debt versus bad debt because, you know, good debt, bad debt, you got to pay it all back, right? So I, I really don't get 
the the the, the mindset um, a lot of times of individuals that tell me, oh yeah, that's my good debt, or even when I have people to clients that say, hey, I need you to help me get out of this debt, but I'm not gonna, I'm not worried about the student loan part, hmm. and I'm like. Uh, that's a debt too. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, you, yeah, you have to pay that back, and the government's not going to let up on you. Um, you know, they'll follow you to their grave to try to get that those funds back. So um, that's how I started down. That's how I started that arm of my business, um, helping students find scholarships. Because, like I said, that's the only way I went to college. So not only. Um, was I thinking, oh, yeah, I can help uh, these students find scholarships so they can go to college uh, debt-free. I had credibility because I was that student. Right. I was that student that went to college and graduated and, and, and had a zero balance when I was done. So um, I wanted to really start sharing that, not only that message, but just putting the time in to helping these students to find um scholarships as well. And um, while I'm on this subject of scholarships, you know, for those that are listening, it, it doesn't mean you got to have a 4.0 or a 3.0 to get scholarships. There are tons of scholarships out there that do not even take your GPA into consideration. They may want you to just be a leader or place um, in their scholarships for people with asthma tall wow. people, short, short people. I mean, there's, there's, there's literally like a scholarship for, for everything. I have a friend who unfortunately lost her son to an undetected heart defect. Mm. And she would ask me, she asked me once, um, did I share the information with others about the scholarship she um, created um, in her son's honor? Because she said that, um, she couldn't get any fight of the applause for it. Wow. And it's like three point six billion with the B is mm. left on the table in scholarships and grants. My God. Because because our kids are not applying for the money. They don't feel like writing the essay. They don't feel like going out here and doing the search. Well, you know, I can I can kinda kickstart them and at least do the search and bring back the list of scholarships that they're eligible for and sift through all those sweepstakes and other things that are out there that are just out there trying to collect data and find actually legitimate scholarships that they can win and uh, be granted funds to go to school. Mm. Renee, you said a few things that's very interesting. One, and I've seen this uh, within my business too as I'm coaching people because I have a financial component. It's interesting, you know, credit card debt, uh, auto loans get acknowledged, but then the student loan kind of goes on the back burner. And that's a, psychologically, that's very interesting because uh, I've seen the same thing as you with that. So that I think that's a very important call out that some people get caught up into uh, the different kinds of debt, whereas it's like, hey, you know, if you want to do the good, bad thing classification-wise, that's fine in either case. I like what you said. You have to pay it back. So instead of getting caught up in nuancing, just if you pay everything off, you can, you know, live a debt-free lifestyle. So I love how you touched on that. The other part, mm -hmm. Renee, I think I almost shuddered when you said it, $3.6 billion dollars that that just is available but 
you know, we don't want to do the community service or write the essay. My God, Renee, I think you've heard of this popular story. There was a young man maybe, I don't know if it was five, ten years ago. uh, I think it was a single-parent mother, and and she couldn't pay for college uh, for him. So his job, basically, from ninth to twelfth grade, was filling out scholarship applications every single week and i think by the end he he amassed i think about a million dollars worth of uh scholarship money and it's like well goodness with that amount of grants and or scholarships you could you know pending obviously application but even if you went to an ivy league you'd still be good so that just says a lot there. And Jason, my, my son, Judah, who is um, 13, um, two weeks ago we went to an induction ceremony for him where he was just in- inducted into a scholar's program where um, he hasn't even he hasn't even touched foot in the high school setting yet. He's finishing out his middle school years, and he just won a $10,000 scholarship. My God. And it was just me literally on a scout, <laughs> on the prowl, <laughs> looking, is there anything out here? From, is there any, I know there's stuff out here from middle school students, mm-hmm. found the, the, the scholarship. He never had to even write an essay. Wow. All he had to do was to get recommendation letters. Mm. My God. So, the money's out there. Goodness. Oh, so, Renee, if, if listeners, they're hearing this and then, the, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of eyes being open and folks will we'll give Renee's contact information later because you definitely want to make sure you connect with her. You don't have to give away all the goodies, Renee, but if you're just trying to get started, maybe you're a parent out there and you're like, man, Renee, that sounds good. Like, where would I even outside of just connecting with you? Obviously, where would someone even look for some of these uh, obscure grants and scholarships. Um, so, well, if I if I told you that, then that's that's my secret sauce. Oh, she's gonna have to <laughs> kill me, guys. Business. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would they could just come to me and I'll find them. <laughs> no, sure. For them, the they're they're out there. Um, if if. Um, you go out there and you, um, you look, look at the different websites and things like that. The only reason why, honestly, I say, you know, I can do the search for you is because what you're going to find in your search is lots of sweepstakes mm. um, and things like that. I know how to sift through that because I've been successful, right, in finding those scholarships, those legitimate scholarships um, for myself. Um, for other clients and for um, even my son, the example I just gave you for my son. So um, I just know how to tweak the search better where I'll get the information and then I have certain databases that I use as well. But it's a part of my business, so I, I can't give away the secret sauce. No, I, I know, Renee. Actually, what, <laughs> what you said was helpful because I've actually seen that when you search for some of these scholarships and grants, sweepstakes come up and isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're trying to find yeah. a way to pay for school and sweepstakes are coming up. So that's yep. that's really interesting. And that's their that's their way of collecting data, you know, mm. collecting your data and once they once you apply, quote unquote apply for these scholarships, then you get inundated 
with all these different emails for other irrelevant things that, that you know, you kind of get slammed with. So um, that's why I always tell um, students, you know, certain websites and stuff, um, certain scholarships, when I hear the name, I already know, you know what, don't even... Don't even waste your time um, wow. going after those. These here are some that are are legitimate, that are tried and true. Wow, Renee, this is, you're really dropping some gems tonight. As you're working with clients, Renee, I know you've got that that extra carved out niche and expertise with scholarship and scholarships and grants with kids going to college. Uh, what? Uh, system, because you know, Renee, you and I obviously know, you know Dave Ramsey is. But as you've been coaching, uh, what's kind of your thought process on advising people uh, for how they handle and manage money? Um, it, it, so it's it's always different for each individual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I may have the person that. Um, has to make the Starbucks run every morning on the way to work. Um, Or I may have the um, person that um, has, you know, everybody on her her cell phone bill, you know, her her grown-up kids, (laughs) you know, Mm. on on her cell phone plan. Um, And it's paying it, and it's okay with paying it, you know. Um, so the thought process, it, it just kind of, it varies with the individual. You know, um, I've advised, you know, parents to, um, you know, see if, see if your, your 25 year old can, can take care of their own cell phone bill, um, to, um, you've spent, you know, $300 this month in, in, at Starbucks. Um, so maybe you might not want to make that stop for a little while. And um, so so the, the thought process is just trying to figure out. Uh, it's just really, honestly, uh, Jason, it's really just trimming the fat. Mm. You know, where is the fat? And um, a lot of times people don't know where the fat is. Um, they're just kind of walking aimlessly, like, right, every day through life and just doing what they do and never giving it a second thought, you know, never thinking that, oh, wow, this, this coffee run is really adding up or, you know, eating out for lunch every day is it, really adding up. And mm-hmm. and I, try, I, I do try to meet people where, where they are. Um, I, you know, I, I have, my one vice is when I work outside the home, I'm going to get lunch. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not hauling my lunch to work every day. It's just. It's just not what I do. Um, not what I'm, I'm necessarily interested in doing. So, I go out and I buy me buy. I buy myself lunch uh, every day. So you have like the the women that want to go to the nail salon every other week or mm-hmm. to um, you know get their hair done or whatever it is. And it and it's uh, it's a balance, right? It's, it's, it's what, it makes them feel good, right, mm-hmm. to do those things. And so, what I try to help my clients understand is, you can still do this as long as it's accounted for. Mm-hmm. So, if it's accounted for, there's so much you can do if you just account for it. But you can't just la di la di da, just 
throwing money away as you go because I mean you're literally it's like throwing money out the window you know when you're just kind of aimlessly going about one thing to the next not even considering um, the cost of it until until, of course it's time to pay the mortgage or it's time to pay the rent you realize you're pretty low or once you pay that thing um, then you have nothing else to live off of. When, when in actuality, you, most times you, you probably do. You just you can't see it. Mm. I love it, Renee. You, as you were talking, you reminded me of that famous budgeting quote that you and I both know: uh, "Telling your money where to go instead of wondering where yeah. it went." Right, and and that boils yeah. down to intentionality. And also, Renee, you mentioned yeah. the, the coffee runs. My goodness. I feel like in the United States, <laughs> the infamous <laughs> coffee run, you reminded me of that book by David Bach, The Latte Factor. <clears throat> that was kind of the premise oh. of that book. But speaking of books, Renee, while that mm-hmm. book, The Latte Factor, is a good one, there is another book that people need mm-hmm. to know about. And we just happen to be in the presence of that particular author and that folks <laughs> none other than the renee whaley wrote a book called a journey to you guessed it financial fortitude a journey to financial fortitude how i paid off seventy five thousand dollars went to college debt free and paid off my mortgage renee the people want to know what <laughs> went into the writing of this book um, so I I decided to pin this book and and just in full transparency, um, I, I was never one of those people that said one day I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't one of those people. I'm not one of the people that spent three or four years, um, or even an entire year, trying to put the book together. It was just like um, I would do these speaking engagements, um, and after I would be done uh, with my speaking engagements. It never failed. Someone in the audience will ask, would ask me, um, do I have a book or where can they find a copy of my book? And I always had to tell them, oh, I don't have a book. So I thought, how impactful is that? How, how, how I must be connecting with people that much where even after an hour, they have more questions. So um, that is really what kind of started the spark that fire for me to write the book. And even after that, I still wasn't totally convinced to write it until the height of the pandemic. Mm. Um, because most people that know me know I'm pretty busy. Um, so at the height of the pandemic, when I no longer had to take, um, you know, my boys to football um, practice, baseball practice, or games, or what have you. Um, I, I wasn't going to church as often because we were trying to, you know, stay inside um, as much as possible. Um, I wasn't making all of these runs that I would generally make. And so once I um, had that time on my hand, I think, you know, God kind of confirmed to me, now is the time. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and write it. You 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 wanna you want to be busy anyway. Here's your perfect busy. Go write this book. These people have mm-hmm. been asking you about. So that was how I came about um, writing the book, 
And um, the book is a small book, um, but but I like to say small but impactful. Oh yes. Um, I I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I talk about you know my upbringing. You know, like I've discussed about you know being in um, you know growing up in low income um, area, always kind of being you know the what they would call a disadvantaged um, area. I, I did that. For um, you know, my entire childhood, right? Um, and despite all of that, right? Despite growing up, you know, with with parents that didn't even get to finalize their high school education, um, parents who today still don't own a car, um, despite all of that, I was still able to take this journey, and and a journey it was. Um, but I was still able to take this journey and have this testimony, and I just wanted the world to know and wanted people to know that you too can do this. And 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 specifically, you know, I'm I'm um, you know African American. I wanted my sisters and my brothers in the African American community to understand that this was not something that was siloed to just one group of people. We can all do this. Mm-hmm. If you put in the work, if you have the discipline, you can do it too. That was definitely a mic drop statement, Renee. And that was like earlier, you were just giving descriptions. Then you got heated up. And then this is, this was like the closing, this brought it home. And uh, it's the part where, you know, Renee, when they used to have to cover, the the person who who might have fallen out in the spirit you had to cover him with the with the blanket <laughs> yeah. that's i think that might have just happened with uh, the way you spoke <laughs> there but I, I love that renee now folks i have my own copy and i do strongly encourage you to pick up a copy of a journey to financial fortitude uh like i said i i i support Renee and everything that she does. So I bought it. You need to go get it. Renee, where can people find or grab a copy of a journey to financial fortitude? Um, I think it's best to just navigate to my website, which is financialfortitudellc.com. Okay. Again, that's financialfortitudellc.com. And it will, when you go there, it will connect you to um, Amazon if you just want to go straight to Amazon, which, um, again, is a journey to financial fortitude. So that's the best way um, to pick up um, a copy um, of the book. And if you want... Um, a signed copy, then I would just ask that you message me and you can, you can message me through my social media or my email. My social media um, for Facebook is Financial Fortitude LLC. Um, you'll see the shield logo with the F's inside. Um, on Instagram, it's F Fortitude LLC. Um, again, you'll see the, the logo um, there. You can message me that way. And um, my email address, which you will see on the website, financialfortitudellc.com, it's L.R. Whaley for the L. Renee Whaley, L.R. Whaley um, at, F, I mean, at financialfortitudellc.com. I can get the information that way as well. But if you go to the website, um, that's probably the best way to reach me on any platform. Outstanding. And folks, don't 
don't you worry. It'll be in the show notes, too. So if you go to JerichoForce.com and look at the blog post, which is how we do our show notes, for every single guest that we have on, you can find all that info. So, Renee, I know they're going, okay, Facebook, and then Instagram, and the website. So right. <laughs> the good news is, the good news is whatever your platform yeah. of choice, if you're on Apple or Spotify or whatever, just hit that rewind button, and you'll get to hear Renee's voice Again, and then if you still, if you're, you know, in the kitchen or, or doing something with the kids, or, or if you're out and about in the car, don't worry about it. We got the show notes for you. We got you covered. <laughs> so I can almost yeah. <laughs> invisibly hear the panic ensuing. I I want to find out about these scholarships and what did yeah. what did that lady say again? Don't worry, we got you covered. <laughs> okay, great. Well, Renee, uh, I know that you have a lot going on, and, and you talked about how when you would do speaking engagements and people would actually ask you, hey, Renee, do you, do you have a book? And so the book has opened up a lot of doors. So, Renee, just talk to us about what do you have upcoming uh, in the next month or so? What's next for Renee Whaley? Um, so I, I actually did my very first book signing on last Friday, um, and it was a, a great success. I was at the Nubian Bookstore for that signing. I have another book signing coming up on February 26th, which, which is a Saturday, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the New Black Wall Street. Um, so I'll be there uh, doing my book signing. And then I have another one um, in May that's coming up as well. Um, I'll be, I'll, I'm going back to the um, Nubian bookstore. Um, I plan to have some more in between that time, but those are the ones that I have officially scheduled right now. And um, those dates and times and all that, like you said, Jason, there it's a lot to remember. Um, it's all shown on my website, my, my um, book <laughs> signing schedule. <laughs> so... Um, that's, that's, that's what's next for me. Um, you know, like I, I get the question a lot about my next book, you know, <laughs> am I going to do a, a next one? And, um, you heard what I said about doing this one, like, yes. it was kind of like a nudge from mm -hmm. others, you know, um, ultimately God, you know, right. poking me, get the, get that story out there, girl, you know? So, um, I got it out there. And so, I really haven't thought a whole lot about an upcoming book or another book, but I, I have been um, asked by a lot of folks that read this book, they want to hear more about my personal background. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if, if that'll happen or not, but mm -hmm. you know, I guess if there was ever another one to come about, maybe I'll give them a little bit more okay. uh, detail about my background and um, you know a little bit more about how I got here. Folks, you heard it here on the Jericho Force podcast, part two. I'm just playing, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we know we know that that uh, the people have spoken, but most importantly, God will lead you. Uh, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, Renee, as we get ready to close. What would you say to the listeners out there, Renee, people who are kingdom business owners, people trying to live out <clears throat> their faith in the marketplace? What's maybe just a small piece of advice as we close here? Because you know, as you know, Renee, we live in a broken and fractured world, and some people mm -hmm. find difficulty and being able to integrate faith into the work 
that they do. So as you leave the listeners, what would your maybe one nugget be around that? Um, I think I would say stay grounded and authentic. Mm. Um, if you are, if you are a, a believer in Christ, um, be authentic about that. You know, I'm not saying that you have to go into the workplace, you know, shouting and saying hallelujah to everybody as you pass by them. Um, but they should know based on your actions or, or maybe conversations that you have that you're, you're a believer, right, in Christ. So stay authentic. Um, you know, that's one thing you hear a lot in leadership uh, about being authentic. Be authentic about your relationship with Christ as well um, as, you, as you do um, with your work. And, and just stay grounded um, because I think that oftentimes where we might fail is when we do begin to do well with our business and we forget from whence we came, right? Mm. Um, and we don't acknowledge that it's only because of God, it's only because of Christ that we've gotten to the level that we're at at that time. Wow. I was going to say, Renee, you almost like restarted the podcast with that last <laughs> statement. That, that was about to be its own a whole other hour. There. <laughs> but, but I appreciate I told you folks when she gets going, she, she she's holding back a little bit, which I understand. But she can get there. She, you mentioned leadership. And you heard how her tone changed a little bit. So, <laughs> folks, I go, I go back, I go way back with Renee. She's a dear friend of mine. But Renee, I just wanted to, to thank you for coming on the Jericho Force podcast uh, tonight. I believe this episode will bless a lot of people. As you mentioned, uh, authenticity and uh, just being real with your story and uh, and having the courage to share because sometimes it's difficult for people to talk about everything that they've been through and i know that you poured that out in your in this conversation today as well as in the book so folks make sure you get a journey to financial fortitude and support renee and all that she does but renee again just special thank you for coming on the podcast tonight and jason i want to thank you for this opportunity to to share my story and to give more you know about my situation and how i got to where i am and i'm just um elated just to share this message um with the masses um so they can understand again like i said this is not just my story this this can be their story too mm. Love it, love it. Well, folks, that wraps up this episode of the Jericho Force podcast. And you know how we always end it. Don't conform to the world's way of doing business. Transform by doing business God's way. See you next time. For listening to the Jericho Force podcast. You can catch us live on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and on demand. Check out JerichoForce.com backslash podcast for more details. To learn how to live out your faith in the marketplace, grab a copy of Jason Davis's book, Fortify, Being Rooted in God's Plan for Work and Business, available on Amazon. 